on Bruce really quickly. Hurdle, yeah? Hurdle, like you jump over, right? Hurdle, my bad, man. Seriously. Because I was, I was like, oh my god, right. I was like, how did I pronounce that? And then you texted me last night, but I just didn't check it. And I hurdle, okay, no worries. I'll be there. Right, hi everybody, welcome back to Broncos Europe. Michael here, joined with Colin. And, you know, we've had Nick Griffith on, we've had Drew Engelbart on. So it's only right to again just go through a whole TV station. We got uh, Bruce Hurdle from Fox 31 KDVR, who is from the sports department there. Bruce, it's a pleasure to have you on, man. Pleasure to, pleasure, pleasure to be on, fellas, and uh, hope everybody is doing well in these very uncertain times. Very uncertain times, Colm, I'm sure you'll agree. Indeed, uh, Bruce, I was saying just before we came on, you know, we saved you like fine wine. We brought you on after Nick and Drew, and we are absolutely delighted to have the opportunity to maybe turn the tables a little bit, given that uh, you interviewed us, uh, Michael and myself, two Irish lads on Denver TV, and now here we are uh, chatting and I, to you. And I'm still indebted to you guys for that, because you guys were... Uh, available available quickly it was a story that we had to turn quickly and uh, not only were you guys available you were really good we got a lot of feedback from that story and it's it, it's going along now to the point where um i'm inviting you guys back to be a part of our orange and blue um show which was going to start in september if the season starts we want, to, we want to do a segment of uh, uh, Broncos from across the pond. And I think it'd be fun to do a little minute and a half uh, kind of take with you guys every single week. So consider yourself asked, talk amongst yourselves, and we'll figure it out, okay? That's, that is absolutely Cheers. fantastic. Look, I'll tell fun. you what, if, uh, obviously we, we, we really appreciate that. And we're going to publicly say this right now, Bruce, that first game starts at 3 o'clock in the morning. So if you can get me doing something at that time in the morning... <laughs> Thank God. It actually gives me a reason to get up, Colin. I'm sure you're delighted with that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's uh, for, for us, I suppose, that, 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 those Monday night games for us are quite something because you do. Oh. They, they finish, and you, you got about 15 minutes before you got to leave, get out the door and get to work. Well, I would be, uh, I would tell, be telling people that, hey, you're on your own. You know, uh, I'm, I'm here. I'm here in name only. You guys figure it out today. I can't imagine that kind of turnaround. We work now, when we're on the road at games, we'll work until, let's say, kickoff is, let's say it's a, it's a, it's a late kickoff um, on the West Coast. It's mm. always a late kickoff on the West Coast. But we'll work, let's see, we'll be ready to work at about 5.30 um, Pacific time. And we'll work from then until close to midnight and we'll generally have a flight at six o'clock in the morning. So, so there's at least some similarities there. Totally different time continuum. But man, I can't I can't function. I'm too old to function in that in that way. So you got to really like what you're doing, or really like what you're following. Well, I'll, I'll say one more thing in this, and we'll move on, Bruce. That uh, that Eagles Patriots Super Bowl. Um, obviously ended at about three thirty, four o'clock in the morning our time. I had to teach a class of. 25 17 year olds at 9 30 the next morning i may have had a few rock shandies the principal or the headmaster of the school walked in and i was i was worse for where i was like this i had the head done yeah i I hear well we've all been there before too and here's my here's my deal on that 
17 year olds need to know what they've got to look forward to. So that was probably a tremendous example <laughs> for each and every one of them. <laughs> All of my, I wish I had that excuse whenever I was approached by the principal. I wish I had that excuse. <laughs> Oh, well, I, we can't we can't all be the, the pros that uh, that you are, our Bruce, and uh, that I suppose for our viewers who mightn't be that familiar with uh, with your background, how like how did you come to to be in the position that you're in? Well, I uh, have been uh, I'm old, and so I've been around for a long time, and I've been in television for the better part of forty years, and. Um, and uh, uh, before I came to Denver, I was for about three and a half, four years, I was doing freelance play-by-play. So I was doing a lot of college basketball. I was doing some college football, college baseball, um, things like that. And I was doing a lot of work on uh, uh, ESPN Plus, uh, uh, lower levels of Fox, um, uh, and, and things of that nature. I was working for University of Oklahoma Network, ACC Network, University of Arkansas Network. So I was doing a lot of different things from volleyball to softball to baseball to football to basketball, you name it. I pretty much soccer. I did some soccer, not very well, I might add, but I, I did do soccer and have come to be more of a fan of the game than I was certainly when I started. Um, I'm a big Benfica fan. Um, out of uh, out of Portugal, so <laughs> I, my, that's my, very my, random, Bruce. Well, it is random, but here's my story. Here's my backstory. Don't get me off on tangents, boys, because I will get you every bit of it. <laughs> we my love daughter, tangents. We're Irish. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I hear you. So my daughter, my youngest daughter, Kate, um, who uh, has got tremendous wanderlust, and as the youngest child, uh, of course, we've been able to. Uh, provide her opportunities to scratch that itch she went and spent her junior year uh, in Lisbon and so she spent her entire year of school there uh, in Lisbon and during that time her mom and I got over uh, to you know check out things a few times and we and uh, Benfica was playing uh, Porto uh, big game oh, big game right? yeah real big game uh, <laughs> he could beat them on the road and it was like the first time they'd won in, in, in Porto for like, you know, four or five trips, something like that. And, uh, and so, so we kind of became fans of it. So whenever, we, whenever it's on over here um, at odd times on the weekends and stuff and Benfica's on, I end up watching Benfica. And I'm a Ronaldo fan, I guess, to a degree. Obviously, he plays for Juventus, but, um, but he's Portuguese at least. So we got that going for us. So that's my backstory there. But, um, but finishing up uh, what I was doing. Uh, so I was doing that for about three and a half years. Uh, my wife was running a building uh, in Tulsa, the VOK Center. Tulsa is in Oklahoma. And, uh, and she uh, said to me one day, she said, okay, I'm ready for something different. And she said, uh, would you be willing to work back in local, which is what we call working for a, a state TV station in a particular market. And, um, and I was like, okay, fine. And, I, and someone uh, in Denver, the next week, I am not even kidding, reached out to me. She's someone that I had worked with before. She was general manager at, uh, at Fox 31 and uh, offered me a job on the spot. And, and so now here it is four years later, and uh, I've enjoyed every minute of it. You guys know this. Denver is an absolutely beautiful city on the, 
uh, you know, obviously on the Rocky Mountains. It's an absolutely gorgeous place, really great weather. Um, it's got more than just the Broncos, of course. It's got a really good uh, pace of life and a really good standard of living, and it's a, it's a great place to live. So I've enjoyed it immensely. And we look forward to finally being allowed back into Denver at some point in the next five years. It would be nice. Very quick tangent for myself, Bruce. I live in a part of the, well, the north of Ireland and there's a large Portuguese contingent that work over here. Really? So I see a lot of Benfica shirts every yeah. day. So it's cool in that sense. Staying though, back on Denver and stuff, um, obviously COVID is stopping us from actually getting into America right now. I mean, that's a whole different story for a different podcast. Or you don't want to come right now boys i mean I, I know that there's a, a a good pull but we have not done this right and uh and shame on us here in the united states for not being more in front of this more ahead of it um mm. I, I i'm not going to point well i'll point some fingers we have a tremendous lack of leadership right now politically in this country uh that has not uh, acknowledged the breadth and the seriousness of this epidemic uh, and as such, we haven't handled it well, and we're paying the we're paying the price for it. Uh, we're not preferred on the uh, European Union travel list now. Couldn't even get into into the EU if uh, if we wanted to. And uh, and frankly, uh, my European friends, when they talk about holidays here in the states, I say, eh, I think hard and I think long and hard about it right now, just because I don't think it's a particularly healthy place to be. Not enough people have uh, bought into uh, dealing with this the right way. And um, some of that is uh, just a truly uh, good old American stubbornness. And some of it is beyond that, just plain stupidity. So we're battling it right now. And, uh, and hopefully at some point we'll get ahead of it. But we aren't there right now, I can tell you. Well, we've got some breaking news for you. And Colin will tell you as well here, Bruce. You can actually fly into Ireland as of today. Yes, I did go. know that. I, I knew that we could do that. And actually, I'm going to talk with Colm about it because my my daughter has an idea about uh, about the possibility of coming and studying in Ireland. So, oh, you know, right. and, okay. I, I mean, God, the, the task that you guys spell on, you know, on me or the spell that you <laughs> cast on, I got it wrong with. But uh, but yeah, but like, she's very interested in continuing her education overseas. So and she's interested in politics. So we'll see. We'll see what we can come up with. Well, I, I mean, that's my area. I've worked in higher ed and uh, study abroad. So, yeah, certainly happy to, to welcome her over and to welcome yourself to, to this little green yeah. island and uh, share some pints with you. Um, Amen. Now, Bruce, you, you were saying there um, earlier about Benfica and they beat Porto after, you know, for the first time on the road in four or five trips. And the Broncos uh, haven't beaten the Kansas City Chiefs on the road in four yeah. or five trips. Yeah. Is that something that could change this year? You know, first of all, if they play, let's get to that one first. Mm -hmm. that, we'll, that's going to be an interesting, an interesting dynamic. And we'll, we'll, but let's just, for the sake of hypothesis right now, say that, uh, that they're going to play. You know, I don't think they're there. I don't think they're there yet. And, um, and I know you've had plenty of folks on um, espousing uh, the orange and blue and, and where we are at this particular point. I am probably a little bit more pragmatic about where the Broncos are at this point. Uh, I think they could have been very easily a nine and seven football team last year. They were seven and nine. There were three or four games that they just as easily could have won. There was one game they could have lost, the Oakland game late. 
that they, they ended up winning. So that kind of stuff generally washes out. I think that they were about a seven and nine football team, maybe an eight and eight type of team a year ago. I think there are a couple of games better than that. It might be a bridge too far right now with the Chiefs, but I think that they're in a better place and more readily equipped at this point to at least challenge Kansas City. Two years ago, um, Case Keenum overthrew, uh, what was it, Demarius Thomas? DT, yeah. DT along the right sideline late in that game. They could have won that football game. They were in a position to win that game, and, uh, and he just overthrew it. Uh, and they ended up losing. So they've been in competitive positions with the Chiefs, but um, and they might nick one from them this year. Yeah, that, that's a possibility. But from a standpoint of winning the division, I don't think that uh, I don't think that that's in the cards for them this year. If they could get to ten and six, uh, I could see their way into the playoffs. And I think that we're in a um, crawl before you walk kind of mode and maybe we're now in a walk before you run kind of mode for the Broncos they are improving it, I would have liked it a lot more with all of this youth and all of this youth that is going to be depended on and with Drew Locke who's shown tremendous promise but let's keep in mind that he's made five starts in the NFL it would have been nice to have had OTAs um, all the off-season drills all the things that could have given this group some confidence collectively. Um, but that hasn't happened. And it hasn't happened for everyone. Um, but it's not apples to apples. This is a young football team that really, I think, needed that kind of experience. Now, they're going to force feed them quickly. And uh, they've done as much, obviously, as they possibly can. Um, but it's going to be a real question offensively as to how quickly this group can assimilate. And if they can do it quickly, then they've got a chance. They've got a very interesting early part of the season and a very demanding schedule early that they can't afford to go 0-4 or 1-3 in. They've got to figure out a way to go 2-2 two and two and then take it as it comes the rest of the season. Bruce, I think you're spot on there in terms of what you're saying about the season. The one reason that we're actually chatting now for the first time really is probably because of COVID anyway, because we, we sort of were introduced to each other because of that with the whole London situation. First of all, Bruce, are you, um, are you devastated? Because I know for a start, that Falcons game, 99% was going to be in Fox. So you guys yeah. would have been over. Are you devastated about that? And secondly, you should be going to a barbecue in Dove Valley in about two weeks' time from now. Is, that, ah. is, is training camp, let's be honest here, is, is training camp going to happen? Do you think it should be postponed for a month? Or in what, in what situation is this season actually realistic? Should it, be, should it be delayed? Should it be postponed? Or do you think it should just happen like it is? I think that they're going to pursue uh, playing because the NFL has been steadfast about keeping things on schedule. The draft went off, um, obviously not live, but it went off on schedule. They've tried to, to maintain um, the schedule. And I know that they're pretty dogged in their determination to get this thing going on the 28th. They just released yesterday uh, prototypes by Oakley, which is one of their four sideline sponsors. So one of the major sponsors, Oakley Eyewear of the National Football League, um, uh, along with Microsoft, uh, Bose and uh, Gatorade are the four sideline things that are allowed to um, be advertised during uh, NFL games. So anyway, they've got a prototype for a mask uh, that would fit basically 
uh, over the nose and down through the chin underneath a uh, protective shield uh, that would run basically from you know, your eyes down to your chin underneath your face mask. So we'll see how that prototype works. They say um, that it cuts down on virtually all airborne possibilities uh, for the transfer of this virus. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to see it. I, it. Let me just put it to you this way, guys. If you are bumping, pushing, shoving, uh, sweating, bleeding, all of these things on one another uh, on, a, on a field with uh, 22 guys uh, at a time, it seems unrealistic to me to think that there's not going to be a very significant challenge staying healthy. If someone's going to do it in those kind of situations, it would be the NFL. I don't put anything past them. Um, they have the money and the mechanisms, uh, the science uh, and the wherewithal to make this work. But boy, I don't know, this, uh, this, this COVID-19 is so pervasive, so strong, so crafty and so wicked uh, that I think that we've got a, I think we've got a long, long stretch before us. I do think that they will try to open camp on the 28th. Uh, I do think that, uh, I do think that the barbecue will be served on the 27th. Nicely done. Um, I think uh, they will give it a shot and then we'll just have to see how it goes. I will say that I don't think co uh, college football is going to be played in the fall. I think, I think college football, and they're setting us up for it right now, uh, the Big Ten, the Pac-12 have already announced conference-only schedules. I think the SEC, uh, the ACC, uh, and the Big 12, which uh, those are the five uh, super power conferences in college football, will all follow suit at the end of July. And then I think that will be the first domino to fall. The second domino, I think, will be an announcement that maybe they'll try to get it going, uh, but they will have interruptions or they just will say the heck with it. We'll, uh, we'll shoot for the spring and we'll, we'll try to play in the spring. As for the, uh, the game in, in London, um, I was probably scheduled. That was one of my covers. Uh, so yes, it, it was uh, for, for all the right reasons. Uh, they, they made that choice and, they, and they, they canceled or postponed that game or removed it at least from, from London. Mm -hmm. But no, I, I mean, it, it would have been a fascinating experience. It would have been fun to have seen um, how it played out, how people reacted to it. I was looking forward to it on so many different levels. But you know what? Who knows? Maybe a few years down the road, we'll revisit that. And definitely, you're, you're going to have to put a good word in for me and Colin now at the, at yes. the barbecue in a couple of weeks, Bruce, yeah? Yes, no question. <laughs> uh, there's plenty of barbecue. The irony is I'm not a meat eater. How about that? Ah, okay, yeah. So I end up going to a barbecue, and 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 here's the thing: as as and and I shouldn't say I'm a pescatarian, whatever that, not, not a Presbyterian, but a pescatarian. <laughs> so um, uh, so that means that I eat fish, and um, and so I so I like me a, I can't I can't give it all away. I like me some good fish, whatever the case may be. Um, but. Uh, but the smell of barbecue still has that same enticing um, uh, feeling mm. that it always has had for me. But no, I, but I'm past that point now. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to live long and prosper. And I didn't think that red meat was the way to go for me anyway. So about 20, 25 years ago, I cut that out of my diet. Bruce, uh, 
uh, maybe the internet lied to me here, but the internet tells me that you're a Wichita native. Is that mm -hmm. correct? I'm no, just I'm one. Native. I'm oh, a native of, native of Seattle. Oh, okay. Seattle, but I got to Wichita. I played baseball at Wichita State, um, and uh, not Rounders or you know. Let's keep it. Let's keep it real here. Thank I you. played base. I played baseball at Wichita State, and that's how I got there. Well, you have you have familiarity with uh, with Kansas and that area, and obviously being yeah. Colorado. Did they strike oil? Did they find gold at the end of the rainbow in in Kansas City? <laughs> Where are they getting the money for Patrick Mahomes and for Chris Jones now? Yeah, they made that deal today. Well done, gentlemen. Uh, well, first of all, it was a team friendly deal, uh, even with the amount of money that they signed Patrick Mahomes for. Um, Brett Veach, you got to give the guy credit. He's very creative in the way that they're setting up that deal. Um, Mahomes, who, you know, I mean, you hate admiring the rivals, but this guy is the real deal, man. And he, he says the right things. He's a tremendous teammate. He's a tremendous face of the franchise in Kansas City. Uh, I'm very obviously familiar with that market. And I covered the Chiefs for many years, in fact. Um, now the irony is he is literally, literally, I want you to think about this because this franchise, the chiefs has been in being since the early sixties. He is the first homegrown quarterback to ever rise to this kind of level as a starter, not a star as a starter for the Kansas city chiefs, every quarterback starting from Lenny Dawson going forward has been a guy that they picked up from somewhere else from rich gannon to steve deberg to steve pelour to elvis gerbach to uh, you name them trent green these guys joe montana were all retreads now good retreads but retreads from somewhere else mahomes was their first bit of brilliance because remember they moved up six spots in the draft to get him in that draft. And, uh, and I think we're still fortunate enough to get him, especially now in retrospect, um, at what, number nine or wherever he was uh, on the board. But, um, but I will say this, the Chiefs are doing it right and they're doing it right on every level right now. They've gotten better defensively, which has always been their, um, their Achilles heel. Uh, if you will. And I still don't think they're particularly great against the run. I think that you can score points against them. The problem is you can't get in a track meet with them because they're just going to score points. Uh, and they're going to score points faster generally than you can because they've got the best player in the league at quarterback. They've got arguably the best tight end in the offense. They, are, they have arguably uh, the best threat at wide receiver or if you don't believe that, they have the fastest wide receiver in football. Um, they added great depth. Uh, McCall Hardman, the kid from uh, Georgia, they, they added great depth and speed in that receiving position. They're a, and, they've, and they've maintained 20 of the 22 starters from a year ago. So I don't think that the Chiefs are going to give anything back. And remember, that's a team that lost four times a year ago. This, might, this is a team that has some room for growth, even though they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, and look, I'm going to leave it at this, Bruce.
it's all going to end in tears, lads. Don't worry. It'll all end in tears. The Broncos <laughs> will win in, in Arrowhead this year. Noah Fant will be the best tight end in the league by the end of the season. I, look, no, I, I know what you mean, but it just depresses me thinking about it. So we'll, we'll leave it there with the Chiefs. Bruce, you're the boss, man. Appreciate you very, very much. Um, you're obviously welcome on any time. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see you at that barbecue next year. We're, we're starting to play this into all our conversations now, Colin, this barbecue next year. But you're, you're welcome on any time. It's, it's been a pleasure to chat to you. And hopefully, uh, hopefully yeah, we'll, we'll share a pint either on Blake Street or in Dublin over the next few months. It'll be a date, gentlemen. I'm looking forward to it, enjoying it. And I know that I'll be talking to you soon. Uh, some of those things that we chatted about earlier, I'll get in touch with you guys and we'll work them out, okay? Sounds good. Appreciate it, Bruce. Thank you. Thanks, Cheers, Bruce. Boy.